As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Welcome to the Rocketship Podcast. I'm Matt Goldman. I'm Michael Saka. And I'm Joelle Steiniger. Today we talked with Mitch Weiner, co-founder and CMO of DigitalOcean. This was super interesting. I'm curious to hear what you guys thought. Yeah, it was great to talk some marketing strategy and hear what they've done to grow to their, I mean, they just raised their Series B, 83 million. Um, and so he has seen it from the beginning as he's a co-founder. And so it was really interesting to see the different processes and the different channels that are actually working for them for acquisition. Uh, Matt, what'd you think? Yeah, they're leveraging content in a kind of two-sided way where it works to bring in new customers and it also works to support their existing customers, which is pretty unique. Uh, So it was really interesting to learn about that. Let's get into it. And kind of give us the overview of of DigitalOcean and how you guys are different from 
kind of the other uh, hosting platforms that are out there? So DigitalOcean is the world's simplest cloud infrastructure provider uh, built for developers. So we cater to the individual developers, software developers of the world to power their applications at scale. And, you know, the reason why we built DigitalOcean in the first place is because, you know, looking at the, the, the landscape of the industry and the market, we saw that there was a, a pain that was felt um, by developers where it was very difficult to deploy a server online um, in, in a very uh, efficient way. And, you know, many, with many providers that cater to the enterprise, you know, they, they, they have complex feature sets, complex pricing. There's, you know, there's multiple steps. There's, you know, they have slow provisioning time. And we just felt like there was an opportunity to really simplify that experience and, and package it all in to offer a, um, you know, a seamless and intuitive experience um, through, an, through an interface that we've created and through the backend technology that we've created in-house to deliver um, provisioning time that was, that was uh, game-changing. You know, again, like we were able to deploy a server in less than a minute. Um, and, and just, you know, providing not only that experience to the developer community, but to also educate them and empower them through, um, our content and through our support, um, and through our community manage, uh, management. So like on, on social and on our community, uh, platform, we've, you know, we, we constantly engage and answer developers questions on how to set up their infrastructure environment. So, you know, we, we create this, um, this this entire you know this overarching experience for infrastructure that that goes beyond just the product itself. It it's, it touches every aspect, including including the pricing model. It includes you know again support. It includes the the underlying hardware. So all our hardware is is SSD based. Um, so you know that that uh, translates into you know fast performance, fast server performance. So developers that are hosting on top of DigitalOcean and powering their applications on DigitalOcean experience, um, you know, great performance for their website. And that content in the community section of the site seems like a double-edged sword. You know, on the one hand, it's for inbound, it's taking people who are setting up a complicated server and um, teaching them how to do it, but also hopefully bringing them into DigitalOcean. And on the other side, it's like help desk material for people who are using DigitalOcean and need to get their server set up. Um, can you tell us a bit more about the content and how you guys scaled up the community? Yeah, so um, our our first hire into DigitalOcean, our employee number one, was a was a writer, um, and and her name's Atel Sverdlov, and she um, came in and basically didn't know anything about Linux. And was given a, a a book on Linux uh, and the command line to to learn more about you know system administration and how to set up a you know a, a server and so she she quickly ramped up she she was able to absorb it and 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 internalize it and then she you know published the first you know five articles five tutorials on DigitalOcean and that immediately took off in terms of traffic and then you know from from my previous and from my you know my past marketing experiences I, I knew how to essentially leverage that that audience and, and leverage that traffic to to generate signups and um, you know that was a tremendous channel for us early on and we just essentially kept 
kept investing in, in our content efforts and we hired additional content writers. So technical writers focusing on building out tech, uh, you know, these tutorials on our community platform. Um, we, we hired editorial managers to manage, um, tutorial submissions. So we actually pay our community, uh, a bounty to write tutorials for DigitalOcean. So not only do we have uh, in-house resources to, to, to develop content, we also leverage uh, the, the community externally to, to drive content. So, and, and to date, we're, we're driving uh, over 3 million unique entrances per month to, to our tutorials. Wow. And it's funny that you your first hire was a non-technical writer because I know something that a lot of companies struggle with is they think that, uh, let's say they have a technical product and they want to hire someone to write on the blog, uh, they feel like if that person isn't in their domain, then it, it just can't happen or they can't learn what they need to, to learn. Um, what made you guys go a different route on that? What made you confident that you could teach someone about Linux and like the full the full history of all the different kinds of server configurations? I think it I think it really comes down to passion, right? Like the I think the person really needs to be passionate about your business and about uh, tech in our in our case technology. Um, so she was very passionate about technology and very passionate about our business model and what we were doing and our mission and our vision. And if you you know, if you encapsulate and, and you really feel that passion, it's going to help drive you in terms of learning and absorbing uh, a new uh, topic or a new subject to to educate yourself and then eventually, eventually become a thought leader, right? Um, so today, whereas, you know, th- three years ago, she's now a has become a thought leader in the space and has really established herself as, you know, um, un- you know understanding not only content development, but uh, you know various open source technologies um, and and Linux distributions and systems and um, architectural solutions. So it's 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 been quite impressive. But I think it all stems from the passion that the individual has. So you know if you're looking to hire a non technical writer in your space or the writer that you're looking to hire is just not educated in your in your market. You know, it just if that person is first off a great writer, right? So the person maybe has a literature background or some type of um, degree in in, uh, in English or writing. You know, you want to you know you want to empower them um, to 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 succeed and and to learn and to grow as long as they again have that passion. That's great. So the the community section is one area of inbound for you what are some other uh inbound areas that you guys have been able to to drum up traffic from yeah so i you know even even larger than our community uh platform in terms of uh channel breakdown you know our our number two largest um channel source uh in terms of acquisition is our referral program and we we built that in-house and been able to uh, scale that uh effectively so walk us through how that works. So when we when we first released our referral program, um, we we started off by offering the, the users a ten dollar credit or ten dollar PayPal payout. So we actually offered cash uh, for them, you know, to incentivize them to refer their friends. Um, we also 
uh, created a, a Twitter button with a um, pre-populated um, text field so that we, we, we helped create the message for them to promote DigitalOcean with, with their unique referral link. And we saw immediate traction once we launched that. Um, and after that, it was just a matter of refining and optimizing it. So, you know, over, over time, we added new ways to, to refer your friends, not only just by, you know, sending a, a tweet or copying the referral link, but now we offer, also offer uh, other social share options as well as the ability to import your uh, Gmail contacts so you can send multiple invites at, as, at once. Um, we also tested a higher uh, payout, a uh, higher incentive. We increased it to $25, and that we, you know, we saw that it didn't dramatically uh, increase the number of referrals. So we, uh, we, we, we looked much deeper, and now today DigitalOcean offers not only – and not only incentivizes the user to refer their friends, but the, the, the friend also receives a $10 credit to sign up. Um, so that really uh, changed the game for for us, and and, and I, again, like grew our referral program at a, at a much faster pace. Uh, so you know, but listen, like we're always looking to refine it, and I think that's really the uh, the role and the responsibility of the growth team in any company is to always look to for different ways to optimize it and to enhance it. So we're looking at, you know, personalized landing pages and, and ways to, you know, drive the top of the funnel conversion rates for that channel. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. What were some things that you tried that didn't work? (laughs) So... Marketing in the developer uh, industry, you know, developer-driven industry, is 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 somewhat challenging. Um, they're they're very smart individuals. You know, developers are are extremely intelligent people. Uh, so they, what that means is they could smell an ad a mile away, <laughs> and you know, they they get turned off pretty quickly. Um, you know, when they see, when, when they get slammed with ads and then if you don't have your burn list, um, properly set up, you know, and they sign up, they get hit with ads after which they sign up and that's frustrating as well. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we learned that it's not about slamming ads down, down their throats and it's not about, you know, plastering digital ocean all over the web. It's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to be a little bit more, uh, focused at the you know the niche verticals within paid acquisition that work really well, so podcasts, for example, have worked really well for us. Um, even though they have sm- you know much smaller audiences in terms of listeners, we found that the quality of those listeners in terms of uh, in terms of customers were, uh, were were of higher quality. So instead of driving like a lower value customer to DigitalOcean, we found that you know podcast 
sponsorships have had worked really well for us. Um, you know, posting an ad with a promo code on like niche Linux website websites worked really well for us. So doing more of, uh, uh, of direct media buys worked, had worked for us. Um, and then additionally, like retargeting, leveraging all of our site traffic on our community platform to, you know, re-engage our site visitors and to bring them back to incentivize them to, to sign up had worked really well for us. Um, but, you know, in general, like, again, um, advertising, you have to, you know, just the, the game keeps changing. You have to, you have to stay on your toes and, and, and stay sharp and, and come up with new creative ways and ideas to engage your audience and it's not just about plastering your logo logo all over the net with a call to action on on the ad, and, and we learned that uh, pretty early on. Um, other other opportunities that that were sort of you know were 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 a failure in 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 retrospect could include potentially like partnerships. Um, you know, it, it's really it's really difficult to make the right choices when you decide to partner with the, with an outside company. Like it may seem uh, all good on the outside, but once you once you actually get in and once you launch and it and it um, it doesn't doesn't pan out well, then you know it, you you create support load and, and tickets for you, for your for your support team, and then they get frustrated, and then it doesn't really you know produce a uh, a high quality customer. So. You know, you just got to be careful. You want to make sure that there's a process in terms of partnerships that, you know, you there's a discovery phase and then there's a, you know, a vetting phase that goes into it. Um, and, and, you know, that we learned that pretty early on that, you know, not having that into place actually actually hurt us. So something else that we learned. Kind of in that same vein about not being so obvious, um, you know, when you're driving traffic to your site, how do you balance the the content and then encouraging the sign up in a way that's tasteful? So, sorry, can you just repeat that one more time? Yeah, how do you encourage um, you know the developers that are that are reading your docs to sign up for DigitalOcean um, without being so I guess spammy and in their face, without turning them off essentially? Right. Okay. So. Um, you know the the reality is is like you know they're as soon as they hit the tutorial, um, they you know they, they they clearly see that it, they they landed on the digitalocean.com URL, so that's one. So they already there's an affiliation with the with the brand. As soon as they hit the site page, um, they see the logo, the icon, and then not only that, but if they have a question, they they ask it on that tutorial in the comments section. Mm. We have an in-house community team, a community man- management team that answers every question on a tutorial. So we engage with our with our community. So we're building a relationship with that individual developer over time, and that in turns, you know, will will drive them to eventually convert into into a customer. And you know, like like I said before, we we also uh, tie in our retargeting channel. Um, with our community traffic to draw people back in again, using promo codes and, and credits to incentivize those, those users. And, um, so it's, what do you, what do you do on the retargeting side? Is that a passive message? Is it more of a, an incentive, like a discount? What's, what's the incentive for them to click back to DigitalOcean? 
Yeah, I mean, it's more of an incentive discount. We, we typically give away a $10 credit, which, which translates into a, a two-month free trial on our smallest plan. Are you doing anything to, um, are you doing any outbound advertising to bring people into these channels? Any like paid advertising? Yeah, I mean, very, so in, in terms of uh, paid, paid channels to drive traffic to the community, I mean, we do very little. What we've tested in the past is we've used social channels to, dr- to drive traffic um, to, to the tutorials. But, you know, it's, again, it's a very expensive play. Y- you want to, you know, you want to optimize your your organic channels as much as possible. And, you know, if we were to take a look at our at our pie, the large, the vast majority is, is organic. So, um, you know, instead of investing more in the in like the social media spend will, you know, optimize the the community platform in terms of SEO. So looking for new ways to grow the organic traffic to the to the community would be much more effective. OK, OK. Um, how do you measure uh, the success of these campaigns um, is it are you tracking like each user's touch point um, is there a, like a method that you guys have internally for saying like how effective is a podcast um, and knowing where these people come in from yeah I mean you know we take a look at channel performance and we look at the um, LTV per channel so we're we're able to identify what what um, channels drive the highest um, uh, you know the highest LTV and, and the most valuable customers. So that's one. Um, and you know we can we can clearly identify um, the channels that underperform by measuring the the monthly churn. So retention is obviously key. So you know we don't want to invest in channels where customers use the platform, users use the platform, and then decide to spin down and leave. Um, so. You know, it is important to keep an eye on you know the average spend of of those users per channel and per per co- cohort, as well as the uh, as well as the churn. Do you have any method to kind of um, to handle multiple touch points? Like someone may come in from a podcast, they read a couple tutorials, they go away for two weeks, they see a Facebook ad, they sign up. Um, do you do you have any kind of advice for people to start to analyze that kind of data? Yeah, so that's um, you know what what you referenced, and I should have mentioned it before. Multi multi touch attribution is something that we we certainly um, have have established and have built out. Um, so what we what we use is first click and last click, as well as we've um, we've uh, leveraged Google Analytics um, attribution data, um, exporting that and then importing that into an Excel spreadsheet. It's the most it's not the most sophisticated way of doing it, or the most mm-hmm. automated way. So we're going to be looking at um, leveraging some type of attribution software such as Convertro in the near future to help automate that process so it's not as manually uh, intensive. Are you guys doing that like on a monthly basis? Is, that, is it something that uh, you do regularly? Um, how often do you do that kind of analysis? Um, I, would, I would say... Uh, on a on a weekly or biweekly basis at this point in time, but okay. would like to would, would like to be more efficient. Obviously, if it's automated. Cool. Yeah. Is there any? So it's Google Analytics. Are there any other tools that you're using to to measure this? Yeah, I mean, well, we've we've leveraged Segment.io. Uh, okay. They're just actually called Segment today. They rebranded. 
Yeah. Um, we've we've been able to connect Segment into our into our SQL database to pull out all the data, and then from that we've been able to um, hook into other uh, data visualization visual, visualization software programs such as uh, Looker um, and create dashboards and, and such from our SQL data. Okay. Um, and then within our SQL data, obviously, we have our, our first click and last click um, referral sources tracked. Interesting. And then where does the retargeting come in in there? That, that's kind of like the middle click, right? Or I guess it could be the last click attribution? No, absolutely. It could be the last click. Absolutely. Yeah. It could be the last. And typically it is. Cool. And then are you using Google, Facebook, Twitter on the retargeting? Yeah, we're using Google Display Network, GDN, and we're using AdRoll for Facebook and Twitter, I believe. Um, I know that we were using Twitter solely when they just cr- first created their retargeting uh, platform, and it's still relatively new, but they're, but they're building it out and it's becoming more advanced. Okay, okay. But what, what, what's the most effective for you? Like, If you were going to choose one, which one would you use? Well, GDN is is clearly the uh, the most effective because it spans the largest uh, audience, uh, yeah. you know, blanketing the web. Nice. What's been the most surprising growth channel um, that you discovered in, in these these last couple of years? Uh, I would I would I would say content. You know, I really yeah. I would never imagine us. You know, because it, it's almost like a it's almost like a moat. You know, we're okay. building we're building a moat to protect our castle, our you know, our brand. And if you look if you look on online, we are we are number one when it comes to DevOps tutorials and system administration uh, related tutorials and and guides on how to create uh, your server environment. I mean, there's no other website online that caters to that type of content except for DigitalOcean. And now it's just a matter of continuing to invest in that, in that channel. It's just, it's been so incredible. We've, you know, we've been hit up with tweets day in, day out uh, from developers that, you know, just echo how much they, they love the community tutorials and how much time it saved them and, and how, how, um, how beautifully written they are, and just like you know, we we are complimented day in day out by by our uh, community content. Yeah, I wouldn't have set up multiple servers without them. So um, well, kudos. There you go. Yeah, it's, it definitely <laughs> works. <laughs> would you, when you guys were starting out, would you have thought that you'd be at this position today? Could you have imagined it? No, we couldn't. I mean, it's just, it's really such a humbling journey and experience to be. You know, growing, you know, a a you know high growth uh, tech business that has raised now over 120 million dollars to date with you know over 150 employees. We've we've built a global brand. We've, we've established a global global presence, and and that in of itself is just so humbling. It's just been so amazing. We had we when we started DigitalOcean, we had no idea how large of an opportunity this this really was and mm. you know today we're starting to really believe and rally behind the, the thought of, of being able to power the future of the internet yeah it's incredible isn't it that's that's really an awesome vision um, it's, it's an incredible statement to say i mean yeah. you know, think 
that. Like we, we are in a position today where we can power the future of the internet. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> because, I mean, we're number two today, right? right? Behind AWS in terms of websites hosted. And we're, you know, we, we're just scratching the surface. We're just getting started. We're, we're still in startup mode. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what is next for, for you on the marketing side for DigitalOcean? Is there anything you're excited about that's happening yeah. right now? Yeah, I'm really excited about, um, you know, refreshing the brand, um, okay. the brand experience, the brand messaging. You know, it's time for DigitalOcean to upgrade. And, um, you know, we're currently going through a, a brand refresh project today. So um, that's like one of the most exciting projects on my plate today. And, uh, you know, you can, you can look out for that um, in the near future to, to be released. So I'm, I'm really excited cool. about that. That's awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Where can we keep up with you and DigitalOcean online? You can find us at DigitalOcean.com. DigitalOcean on Twitter and also Mitch Wainer. Um, so at Mitch Wainer. Cool. Awesome. Twitter. Well, thank you so much. This has been incredibly informative. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, and yeah, I'm a big, big fan of Rocket Rocket Chip FM. So keep, keep up the good work, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And be sure to check out our app discount section where we have discounts on products that we use every day, like Woo Themes, Wistia, Treehouse. Go to rocketship.fm forward slash essentials and get your discounts today.